Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, the beautiful month of Ramadan has arrived. And I would like to share a short reminder tonight. The hadith is recorded in the book of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah. Abu Dharin al-Ghifari radiyallahu anhu, he narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said, and the entire narration goes along the lines of these words. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about the last person to exit from Jahannam. And he would be the last individual to enter paradise. This man will be brought in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will be said, present his minor sins. Present his minor sins. And now his minor sins will be presented. And it will be said, O slave so and so, you committed this on this day. You committed this on that day. You committed this here. You committed this there. Amilta kada wakada yom kada wakada. My dear brothers and sisters, you have to understand that all of this is being recorded in a clear book. And on that day, on the day of Qiyamah, injustice will not be served. In in uh, the Quran, our Maker Subhanahu wa Taala, He says, and we place the scales of justice for the day of Qiyamah. No soul will be treated unjustly at all. And even if there is something to the weight of a mustard seed, atayna biha, we will bring it forth. In another place Allah says, The one who does Good even to the weight of an atom will see it. And the one who does evil to even the weight of an atom will see it. We're going to be judged upon an atomic scale, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam. So it will be said, bring his minor misdeeds. And now it will be presented. And this man, one can only imagine the, emotion, the emotional turmoil that must have been going through this individual, as he would be thinking, in a way he would be sighing sighs of relief that, oh, you know what? My major sins have not been presented. It's only my minor sins. And, and he must be sighing sighs of relief. And then now, as per the hadith, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, it will be said, in place of all these misdeeds, replace these misdeeds with good deeds. Replace these misdeeds with good deeds. Look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this man, this poor slave will cry out, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, Oh my Lord, Oh my Lord, there are, there are other misdeeds that I have committed that I don't see on this list. Just a few seconds ago, he didn't want to expose himself. But right now, when he sees the sheer mercy of Allah, the infinite mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he'll cry out, Oh my Lord, oh my Lord, there are other sins that I've committed that I don't see on this list. Why is he saying this? Because he's hoping that Allah would transform them into good deeds as well and so that his good deeds will increase. 
the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as per this hadith he mentions this my dear brothers and sisters in Islam and he smiles he smiles so much that his back teeth could be seen look at the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in another hadith and now it's Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu who is reporting the hadith the hadith is recorded in the book of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim rahimahumallah so they were with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and suddenly they spot a woman uh, a breastfeeding mother who was looking for her child frantically. She, she had missed her child and she was looking for her child. And perhaps they were about to go and help her when suddenly they see that she finds her child. She finds her child and she takes the child to her chest and begins to nurse the child with so much of love. And you can see the grief. You can see the, the, the happiness, the relief rather. Uh, washing over her face you can see how relieved the mother is the prophet وسلم, after witnessing this spectacle he asks the companions do you think this woman do you think this mother would throw her child into the fire they all responded in in unison no ya rasulullah no she would not uh, throw this child her child into the fire so the prophet وسلم, then goes on to say and the entire narration goes along the lines of these words he says allah is more merciful unto his servants than this mother is to her child allah is more merciful unto his servants than this mother is to her child look at the way the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is depicted in these ahadith, in these narrations, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam. It fills one's heart with hope. And as we enter into this beautiful month of Raja, this beautiful month of hope, this beautiful month of Tawbah, this beautiful month of forgiveness, let us, let us have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For He Azza wa Jal will definitely forgive us of our shortcomings, forgive us of our sins. Let's turn to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala before it's too late. Now as I conclude the reminder, my dear brothers and sisters, you might be wondering, well these ahadith or the one that I mentioned initially only spoke about the minor sins. So what about major sins? What about major sins? Scholars go on to mention as they discuss this hadith and other ahadith that talk about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they go on to explain, stating that, and I was reading this the other day, that in terms of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have three rivers of mercy that one can purify oneself. Or in other words, there are three rivers of mercy in this world. If Allah wills good for a slave of his, he will purify this slave of his in one of these three rivers or all three rivers before this slave goes to al-akhirah because if this individual is not going to be purified if this individual is not going to be cleansed in these rivers then this individual would have to be cleansed in the river of the hereafter which is the fire of jahannam may allah protect us all so what are these three rivers of this world what are these three rivers river number one tawbah tawbah River number two, a'malu saliha, good deeds. River number three, al-masa'ib, calamities, trials, and challenges. Let me repeat it. Number one, river number one, tawbah. River number two, good deeds. River number three, calamities. Now in regards to river number one, it's clear. We have ample evidence 
from the Quran and the Sunnah to illustrate that it is upon us believers to constantly keep turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah, seeking his forgiveness, and he azza wa jal forgives all sins. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. Apart from shirk, every sin is forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even shirk, as long as you do not die upon shirk, an individual who is committing shirk turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking his forgiveness and uh, bearing witness that there is no God worthy of worship other than Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu is his messenger, then his sins are forgiven. He's given a brand new slate. So you see, tawbah, watubu ilallahi jami'an ayyuhal mu'minun la'allakum tuflihun qul ya ibadi alladhina asrafu ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah fa inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a indeed Allah forgives all sins inna Allah ghafurur rahim indeed Allah is the most forgiving the most merciful so tawbah is a powerful and beautiful river to purify yourself my dear brothers and sisters and, and, and the month of Ramadan is known as the month of Tawbah so let us turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking his forgiveness so that's river number one river number two a'malu saliha good deeds Allah says in the noble Quran Innal indeed good deeds expiate and erase bad deeds now let me mention a hadith and this hadith is recorded in the book of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim rahimahumallah all of the hadith that I've been mentioning so far are all upon very high levels of authenticity. And this hadith is recorded, uh, narrated by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu who says that a man approaches the Prophet sallallahu and the narration goes along the lines of these words. And this man, he tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, I have kissed a woman in other words, the statement was, I've indulged in everything that a man and woman indulge in, in terms of intimacy, apart from intercourse. I've done everything else with this woman, Ya Rasulullah, and this woman is not my wife, as in it's unlawfully done. I've done it unlawfully. I've hugged her, I've kissed her, I've been intimate with her. The only thing that I've not done is, is indulge in sexual intercourse, but apart from that, I've done everything else with her, Ya Rasulullah. He comes and confesses to the Prophet ﷺ. And interestingly, Umar ibn al-Khattab was in the gathering and, and he looks at the man and he says, Allah has covered you. Why are you exposing yourself? Allah has covered you. Why are you exposing yourself? Now the Prophet ﷺ, he looks at the man and he keeps quiet. He keeps quiet. And after a while, the man gets up and he leaves. And in a bit, the Prophet ﷺ summons the man again. He sends someone and, and has the man called to his presence. And when the man arrives, the Prophet ﷺ goes on to read ayat that were revealed unto the Prophet ﷺ in regards to this man. And he goes on to read the ayat and offer prayers at the, at the two ends of the day and in some hours of the night talking about the five daily prayers. Indeed, good deeds remove or erase evil deeds. The minute these ayat were read, this man asks the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, 
Is this ayah specially for me? Is it just for me? Is this ayah? I mean, is the ruling of this ayah just for me? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi he goes on to respond by saying, "It is for all of my followers. It is for my entire nation until the day of qiyamah." Allahu Akbar. Look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala. In another hadith, um, this hadith is also recorded in the book of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah. A man he comes to the Prophet sallallahu The narration goes along the lines of these words, and he says, "Ya Rasulullah, asabtu had, asabtu haddan." Ya Rasulullah, I have done something where the had needs to be imposed on me. The Prophet ﷺ, now it was the time for salah. The man kept saying this and the Prophet ﷺ was leading him and took him to salah, took him to the prayer. And once the prayer was over and now they're leaving after the prayer, the man goes to the Prophet ﷺ and he says, Ya Rasulullah, asabtu hadda. I have done something where the had has to be imposed upon me for aqim fi kitab Allah. So establish the book of Allah upon me. The Prophet ﷺ looks at the man calmly and he asks him, Did you not pray with us? Did you not just pray with us? In other words, indicating that the fact that you prayed with us, this prayer has erased your misdeeds. It has erased your, your, your wrongdoings. Subhanallah. Look, look at this hadith, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam. And there are other hadith as well. For example, the hadith that is recorded in the book of Imam Tirmidhi, uh, Rahimahullah. Um, it talks about uh, Charity extinguishes sins Charity extinguishes sins It's almost as if sins are like a fire Like pieces of coal That will end up burning you So Charity extinguishes the fire of sins extinguishes it and it erases it subhanallah may allah help us to give out more charity so as you can see my dear brothers and sisters in islam this this particular river and you have to bear in mind that there are i mean discussions there are further discussions in this regard if it's a major sin then yes it has to be uh, tawbah and it has to be a'malu saliha uh, because some of these hadith that i men- that i mentioned are, are pertinent to minor sins the last river my dear brothers and sisters in islam and uh, we are approaching the conclusion of the video. It is calamities. Ah, we are living at a time when we are all being rocked by calamities, by turbulence, by chaos. Let me give you another hadith. And this hadith too is recorded in the book of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. Rahimahumallah. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, he reports. The Prophet is reported to have said, Nothing afflicts a Muslim of hardship, Illness, anxiety, sorrow, harm, distress, even the pricking of a thorn, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his sins through it, will expiate his sins by it. Nothing afflicts a Muslim through hardship. Illness, anxiety, sorrow, harm, distress, even the pricking of a thorn. Subhanallah, the pricking of a thorn and your sins are being forgiven, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam. Now you might be wondering, you know, calamities and then my sins are forgiven? It also depends on how you react during the calamities. If you hold on to sabr, if you hold on to patience, yes, it's going to be a means for your sins to be forgiven. But on the other hand, you're going through calamities, but you're grumbling, you're whining, you're complaining. 
You know, you're questioning Allah. Why is this happening to me? Why is life so unfair? Why is Allah doing this to me? Why only me? Then no, my dear brothers and sisters. But on the other hand, you're holding on to patience. Like Ayyub, alayhi salatu wasalam. Like Yaqub, alayhi salatu wasalam. When, when he lost his beloved son, Yusuf, alayhi salatu wasalam. When you hold on to sabr, when you hold on to patience, what happens? You're being rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your sins are being forgiven by Allah azza wa You are being purified. It is because Allah loves you. He is purifying you in this world as you can see. So these three rivers, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, let us pray and hope that we are purified through these rivers, through tawbah, through a'mal salihah, and through the calamities that rock our lives, that, that challenge us. You know? And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being purified in the fire of Jahannam. Therefore, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Use this month of Ramadan to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah, seeking his forgiveness. Use this month of Ramadan to do as many, many good deeds as possible. And as we go through calamities, trials and challenges, like the lockdown that we are in, uh, like the pandemic that we are in, like the financial instability that we are in, like the economic crisis that we are in, let us hold on to patience. Let us not question the plan of Allah. Let us not complain. Let us not whine. Let us not grumble. Let us hold on to patience so that we, our sins are forgiven through it and so that we are rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I look forward to talking to you all in another video soon inshallah. Jazakum uh, khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.